This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Thank you for listening to this Risk Management Association podcast. I'm Brandon Cooper, and I'm the Chief Risk Officer at Venminder. And today we're going to talk a bit about one of the fundamental items in a well-managed third-party risk management program, the due diligence process. Due diligence is defined by each of the major regulators as a fundamental practice that should be conducted in a vendor management program. Yet, as we have seen time and time again, there are genuine business best practices well beyond the regulatory guidance that should make a thorough due diligence review of a vendor absolutely a necessity before engaging in a new contract and with existing vendor relationships. Some banks and credit unions treat due diligence as an afterthought or a necessary evil, or even apply a checklist mentality to gathering the information, but not adequately reviewing the items. I believe there's a real danger in this approach, as you could easily overlook something that could be a real warning sign about the entire relationship. I'm certainly not saying that due diligence is easy. In fact, I often tell people that due diligence is both a science and an art. By that, I mean there are times when not everything will be available, and you have to get creative. Let's think about some of the basic facts of due diligence. First, it should be risk-based and reasonable. For example, if one of your service providers is the guy who mows the lawn, you obviously aren't going to ask him for his SSAE 16 report. Well, you could, probably, but the response would likely not be appropriate for repeating. The request list and the nature of the item should match the service provided. One element of due diligence may well lead you to ask for others. For example, if you're looking for a call center's compliance policies and they refer to the training materials, you're likely going to need those as well. The due diligence should be done, at least as much as possible, prior to the contract. That means well before the contract, not just in a frantic effort to get things done to hit a supposed contract date. There will certainly be times that you cannot complete due diligence prior to the contract. Some items you may even have to contractually oblige them to provide, but make sure you document it and commit them to supply it as reasonably soon as possible. A few examples of this are like evidence of audits, financials, customer records, all of those are understandable they want to hang on to them, but at the same time, if you need them, make sure the contact, uh, contract provides you the avenue to obtain them. Due diligence should be timely. This is a common pitfall that we've turned into a best practice. One of the things that's easy to get stale dated are the financial reports. If you simply lock due diligence on a particular month in the calendar, you could be looking at financials that are a year old. So we changed it and set it up so, so that we initiated due diligence 90 days after the fiscal year end so we'd always be certain to have the most updated financial information. There may be times, certainly from a workload standpoint, that you have to juggle things, especially if there are even hundreds or even thousands of third parties to review, but we certainly tried to get the financials as the most timely item. Due diligence must be thorough. It's easy to cut corners, but that can lead to some very ugly surprises, particularly if you follow a checklist mentality and just obtain the document without adequately reviewing it. Due diligence should be ongoing. This became an actual requirement in 2013 when the OCC issued its updated guidance, but it's always been a sound business practice. They reiterated it in January of 2017 when they issued Bulletin 2017-7, the Supplemental Examination Guide to Third-Party Risk Management. This doesn't mean that everything has to be constantly updated, but it should be tracked so that major documents and milestones are not missed. Good due diligence will include some of the essential elements you should cover with every third party, like articles of incorporation, a reputation risk check, a secretary of state check, and several other foundational items. 
It's best that you learn as much about a vendor as you can before inking a contract with them. One other note, if you get serious and unreasonable pushback in gathering items or gathering routine items at this stage of the relationship, that could be a real warning sign for troubles ahead. Just to recap, due diligence is a fundamental process in everyone's vendor management work. It's never easy, but taking a risk-based and thorough approach to it can help shore up all of your other vendor management activities. Again, thanks for listening to the Risk Management Association podcast, and I hope you have a great day.